Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Some technical issues again this morning, but we are getting there. I'm so used to not doing this anymore. <laughs> so uh, just a shout out to Niku van Bouillon, who's always helping us, and he's just so good with this. <laughs> Thank you, Niku, for really learning this stuff and for, you know, throwing yourself into the editing and all the technical things. He's, he's really a blessing to us. All right, so um, I just have a word for today. And uh, I trust it's really going to bless you. You can go to Psalms 46. <laughs> I think... I, can, I can't even find the book of Psalms. Okay, here we are. I think uh, before we start reading... to Psalm 46. I'm a typical man. I can only do one thing at a time. All right. So one thing I want to do before we start reading is I just want to pray with you for everybody that's working in the medical field and for everybody that's working, doing all the essential services and doing everything that they need to do. All right. So um, a lot of people are overworked, overstressed, um, really giving everything to help people. So Lord Jesus, I just agree with everybody watching now. We ask you for your river of life to come. We ask you, Lord, for your goodness to come and touch every person working in essential services. And touch every person working in the medical field, seeing patients, um, coming into contact with people who are sick and people who may have this sickness that the whole world is concerned about. Lord Jesus, I pray, let the river of life flow to them and out of them. I just pray for your grace all over the world, all these people, all the people in the overrun uh, emergency rooms and uh, in the ICU units and in the high care units and everywhere in hospitals and everywhere where people are working and seeing things that the rest of society shouldn't see. Lord Jesus, we just pray, let your river of life touch them now. Let your anointing touch them now. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you lift them up and give them strength and give them energy. We pray, Lord Jesus, for your goodness and your kindness towards them. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you that you will help them and to energize them and keep them strong in Jesus' name. Lord, also we pray that soon this whole virus will just disappear from the face of the earth in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So I want to start reading in Psalms 46. It says here in verse 4, There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her right early at the dawn of the morning. Okay, so early in the day, God will help you. And He will help you with His river, whose streams will make glad the city of God. And uh, we, the church, are the city of God. Matthew chapter 5 says, uh, You are a city set on a hill. You are the light of the world. 
you know, in this light, this city cannot be hidden. So um, we are the city. We're not waiting for a city. We're not going to see a city. We're not waiting one day we're going to be in a city. We are already, we are the city. We are Zion. And um, like Galatians uh, chapter 4 says, um, the new Jerusalem is, is our mother. We are, uh, we are Zion built on, uh, we are the new Jerusalem, the new city. We are built on Mount Zion. All right, so uh, the rivers of God flows out of the throne and out of the Lamb. The rivers of God flows constantly towards everybody who's ready to receive it. Okay, so I just want to go to the book of Daniel quickly. So in Daniel chapter 7, um, there's also an account of this river. And um, it's a little bit different than some of the other accounts. So Daniel had a vision. In verse 9 he says, I kept looking until thrones were placed for the assessors of the, uh, with the judge and the ancient of days. God the eternal father took his seat, whose garment was white as snow and the hair of his head pure wool. Okay, so it doesn't mean he's old. It means it's the glory of God. Okay, and he is the ancient of days, but he's not in old age. He's not ancient as in frail care. He's, he's forever living. He's forever at the, his full strength. It's the glory of God shining out of him. His hair white as wool um, and his garment white as snow. His throne was like the fiery flame. Its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. And ten thousand times ten thousand rose up and stood before him. The judge was seated. The court was in session and the books were open. Okay. So I want you to see this picture of the ancient of days, God sitting, the eternal father sitting on his throne. And I want you to see this stream, this river of fire flowing out of the throne. Okay, so this river, this fire... Um, it says so in, in Hebrews chapter 12 also, our God is a consuming fire. And in Song of Solomon, there's a reference of the love of God being like the most vehement flame. You know, and in John chapter 2 also, when, uh, when Jesus cleansed the temple, the, uh, the disciples remembered the scripture that said, he will be consumed with zeal for his father's house. Okay, and that word zeal, and you can see it also in the Amplified, uh, it speaks of the fervor of love. So love is like a fire, and love consumes everything that is not of God. Okay, so in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, um, there's also a reference to the fire, and Paul says, he speaks about the doctrine, he speaks about... Uh, what he received from Christ to give to the church. And he said in 1 Corinthians 3, he said, 
according to the grace of God bestowed on me, like a skillful architect and a master builder, I laid the foundation, and now another man is building upon it. But let each man be careful how he builds upon it, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. But if anyone builds upon the foundation, whether it be with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, the work of each one will become plainly and openly known, for the day of Christ will disclose and declare it because it will be revealed with fire. And the fire will test and critically appraise and the character and worth of the work each person has done. If the work which any person built on this foundation survives this test, he will get his reward. But if any person's work is burned up under the test, he will suffer the loss of it all, losing his reward, though he himself will be saved, but only as one who has passed through fire. Now, I've taught this before, but there's a fire flowing out of God, and this fire is the love of God. And this fire purifies us. Um, and so uh, when we first heard the gospel, the love of Christ came and touched us. The Spirit of God came into us and purified us and cleansed our consciences from dead works and lifeless observances because we heard the Word uh, coming into our hearts and that Word is the blood of Jesus speaking of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, cleansing our consciences from dead works and lifeless observances. So you can take the reference of, to 1 John chapter 4, speaking of in this the love of God was made manifest where we are concerned in that God sent His Son to be the propitiation or the atoning sacrifice for our sins. So love looks like the cross, and love looks like the blood of Jesus. And love is a fire. So the word of the blood of Jesus comes, it came in and it cleansed us. So in spirit, we've said this so many times, Hebrews Chapter 10, verse 10, and 10, verse 14, uh, we are forever completely cleansed and perfected. So now, this fire is constantly now burning in us, in our minds now, to purify and renew our minds, okay? Our soul dimension, and our minds are renewed. So everything that stands the test will be rewarded. Okay, so when you pray, Matthew chapter 6, <laughs> God says, shut your door. God says, go into that secret place. And God who sees in secret will reward you in the open. So with other words, when you go and you receive this word of the blood of Christ and you test all thoughts that you have in your soul dimension with the word and you let the word come and, you know, take captive every thought. Let the word come and wash over you. And I'm speaking of your, your mind. I'm speaking of your soul dimension. The word comes and washes and washes. Now the fire of that river stream coming from the throne of God, throne speaking of authority, it comes and into your soul. And it critically appraises the thoughts. Okay? So it's the, much the same mechanism as you find in Hebrews chapter 4, where he says, the word is a sword, a double-edged sword, and it reaches to... You know, the depths, you know, the, the um, reaches between the bone and marrow and the, between the thoughts and purposes of the sifting and analyzing the thoughts and purposes of the heart. So the word comes, the word and the spirit 
deep into your heart and it sifts out and it cuts out. Speaking of the circumcision of the word, circumcision of the spirit, not made by hands. It cuts out all the hard calluses. The fire comes and it burns out all the wood, hay and stubble. <laughs> so I want that taste. I want the love of Christ. I welcome it. I want the love of Christ to come into my heart and flush over me and wash over me and then burn up all the wood, hay, and stubble so that I can build on the foundation that is laid. And it says here, let me just continue reading. Um, it says, If anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, work will be plainly openly shown for what it is. For the day of Christ will disclose and declare it with fire. Wood, hay, and stubble is flesh. Or flesh is like grass. The flower of grass falls and drops off. Right through the book of Jeremiah, people are called trees or woods even. And in Psalm 1, people are called trees. So uh, wood, hay, and stubble speaks of people. Okay, If you... If you uh, Rely on the strength of people. If you rely on the arm of the flesh, if you build with the thoughts and the ideas of people, wood, hay, and stubble, now the fire comes and human doctrines is just dissolved with the fire. Okay? So what happens is we have maybe a doctrine that says, oh, God is punishing the world because of all its sin, sending a virus. Oh, here comes the love of Jesus, a stream from the throne of God, and it touches your heart. And you just immediately know it is impossible for that doctrine to be true. <laughs> the doctrine is burned up. Pew! So what are you left with? An experience of the real true riches of God. And what's the real true riches? The gold, silver, the precious stones. Is the fellowship with him. Knowing him. The true knowledge of God. So the fire comes and it burns up all the religion. The fire comes and it burns up all the human ideas. And we are left with only what God said. All right? So be careful how you build. So Holy Spirit, come. Let your river come and make glad the city of God. Let your river come and burn up everything that can make us unglad. <laughs> Let your river come and bring peace and life and love. Okay? So um, we build according to what God says in His Word. So also in Jeremiah... Uh, I think it's in Jeremiah 29. Uh, I, I forgot the reference now. But it says, let me just quickly get it. Twenty-three, verse twenty-nine. Sorry. So in Jeremiah twenty-three, verse twenty-nine, this is something I first heard David Hogan say, and it blessed me so much. He says, um, "Is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the taste?" Okay, so we know that God is a consuming fire. Hebrews twelve. We know that. Um, his love is a vehement flame. We know that the fire flows from the throne. He said, is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test? Okay, that's the fire speaking of 
and the same test as in First Corinthians chapter three. Okay, and like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. So if you feel even there's resistance to God in your heart, just let the fire come, just let the hammer come, <laughs> and it will break all the resistance up in you. Welcome the sword of the Spirit. Welcome the hammer of the Spirit. Welcome the fire of the Spirit. And He will remove in an instant everything that you've been dreaming of getting rid of all your life. Okay? And at the same time, imparting life to you. Because this river is not only fire, but this river is living water flowing to you. Okay, so let's go to Psalm chapter 1. And I want to just touch on the living waters that is in this river flowing from the throne. He says, Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, uh, following their advice, their plans, and their purposes. Do you see there the widow in stubble? Okay. Nor stands submissive, inactive in the where sinners walk, nor sits down or relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, and in his law, his precepts, instructions, teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, studies day by day and by night. And he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water. Okay, so we are a tree. But there's a difference between a tree standing next to the river of life and a tree standing somewhere else. And we'll look at the difference in Jeremiah 17 just now. He shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, the streams that makes glad the city, <laughs> ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Not so the wicked, okay? Those disobedient and living without God are not so. But they are like the chaff. You see the widow in the stubble? Worthless, dead, without substance, which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked, those disobedient and living without God, shall not stand justified in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, those who are upright and right standing with God. For the Lord knows and is fully acquainted with the way of the righteous. But the way of the ungodly shall perish, end in ruin, and come to naught. Okay, so the way of the righteous is everybody that depends fully on him. The way of the wicked is everybody that tries to be independent from him. And that takes us right back to the two trees in the garden uh, in Genesis. So the tree of the knowledge of good and evil uh, encourages us to, by our own information, by our own knowledge, by our own wisdom, try and find the right information so that we lead ourselves in independence from God. And the tree of life is complete dependence on Him, and His life flows in us and through us, and we rely on what He says and not on what we know. All right? So that's the big difference. So now, just back to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 17 says, oh, I'm in Isaiah. Jeremiah chapter 17 says, Thus says the Lord, verse 5, 
Thus says the Lord, Cursed with great evil is the strong man who trusts in and relies on frail man. Okay? Making weak human flesh his arm, and whose mind and heart turn aside from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub. <laughs> Not a majestic tree, just a shrub. Or a person naked and destitute in the desert. That's pretty harsh. And he shall not see any good come, but shall dwell in the parched places in the wilderness and in uninhabited salt land. Okay, now I just want you to see in the New Testament, it's not God saying, oh, I'm going to bring all these things to you and that's how you're going to be. No, it's people finding that's how the world is already because of the fall of man, because of Adam bringing the stuff into the earth. So God wants to protect us. He wants us to find refuge under his wings. He wants, he wants us to drink from the waters of life. He wants us to experience everything that he brings. He wants us to receive the salvation that he's continually bringing. So um, I just want you to make that distinction. Okay, so, but those who do not receive the salvation will just perish outside of it. Okay, so now he says, uh, most blessed, verse 7, is the man who believes in, trusts in, relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence the Lord is. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by, uh, by the river, and it shall not see and fear when heat comes. Let that wash over you. Okay, so did heat come in the world recently? Oh my goodness, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Okay, <laughs> It shall not see and fear when heat comes. Okay, so do not fear and don't look at the stuff. All right? But its leaf shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought. I mean, we had droughts in South Africa. Some parts of South Africa only recently received rains after seven years of drought. Nor shall it cease yielding fruit. So the fruit also speaks in Hebrews of Hebrews chapter 13 of the praises on our lips. It's fruit. But it's also like Galatians says, the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace. So that is now God's character being replicated and manifested in us and through us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, meekness, temperance, faithfulness, self-control. Those things don't stop when the heat comes. Okay, those things don't fall away when tough times come. Those things are pronounced in that time and stands out because nobody else has it. Okay. So it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and is exceedingly perverse and corrupt and severely mortally sick. Who can know and perceive and understand and be acquainted with his own heart and mind? Okay. I, the Lord, search the mind. I try the heart even to give to every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his things. Okay. So God wants you to bear fruit according to the word of God that you rely on. So if you rely on God completely, if you are totally dependent on Him and on the Spirit to live, you will see the fruit of it. Okay? So, but if you shun away from God, the result will also be a withering. It's like that shrub. That There's actually one translation that says the, the man that does not trust in the Lord, it's like, like just a dead stick standing in the middle of the desert. 
Okay. <laughs> or like a flagpole without a flag. <laughs> okay. So uh, it's, not, it's not good for us to try and live in our minds without consulting God, without knowing the thoughts and the heart and the mind of God. It, it is, Proverbs says, it, it will be life to you, life to your sinews and marrow to you, okay? So it will give you life, it will give you joy to walk in the river of God, to drink of the living waters, okay? So the living waters speaks of the Holy Spirit. So we can go to John chapter 7. So in John chapter 7 verse 37, Jesus says, Now on the final and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and he cried out in a loud voice, If any man is thirsty. Okay, so it seems like someone needs to turn to God. And now, this is a good opportunity for those who've been living without God to just turn and receive. You get it. So, this is now the guy standing there in the desert like a shrub. Okay. <laughs> he says, hey, if you are thirsty, let him come to me and drink. So, the invitation, it's not an exclusive thing. If you find yourself out in the desert and you're dry and withered and you don't have fruit, don't stay there. God says, come. You can come. The door is open, wide open for you to come. And to drink. You need to come to the throne. So that's what, what Hebrews chapter 4 says. Is we can come boldly to the throne of grace. So what will we get there? The sword that will penetrate the heart. And then he says, you come to the throne of grace that you may receive mercy and grace. Well-timed help coming just when you need it. So the door is open. Okay. And we'll look at it in Revelation in just a minute. Okay. So, uh, so he says, the final most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and he cried in a loud voice, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, he who cleaves to, trusts in, relies on me. Do you see that? The relying, the dependent uh, relationship on him. Okay. As the scripture says, I said, from his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. Okay. He was speaking here of the Spirit, um, whom those who believed, trusted faith in him, were afterward to receive, for the Holy Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So Jesus has now been glorified, and the Holy Spirit has been poured out. So we who believe have received this Holy Spirit. So do you know that you have the rivers of life inside you. Do you know that you can come to him and drink anytime because the river is actually already flowing inside you? Okay, so let's just quickly go to the source of this river, John chapter 4. So Jesus is now speaking to the woman at this well. Okay. Oh, we've been busy some time. I actually need to stop now. But just give me a few more minutes. You have nothing else to do anyway. Okay, so now when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had been told that Jesus was winning and baptizing more disciples than John, uh, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, etc., so they left and they came to Samaria and there was a well. And there was a woman. When a woman of Samaria came along to draw water, Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Verse 8, 
for his disciples had gone off into the town to buy food. Okay, the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me a Samaritan and a woman for a drink? For the Jews have nothing to do with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you had only known and had recognized God's gift and who this is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him instead, and he would have given you living water. Okay? So the same Jesus is inside us giving us living water. And through you, he will give everyone around you living water. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, no drawing bucket, and the well is deep. How then can you provide living water? Where are you? Uh, where do you get your living water? Are you greater than and superior to our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well, and he used to drink from it himself, and his sons and his cattle also? Jesus answered her, All who drink of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever takes a drink of the water that I will give him shall never, no, never be thirsty anymore. But the water that I will give him shall become a spring of water, welling up, flowing, bubbling, continuing, continually within him unto life eternal. So it is a living water. And when you drink the water that you receive from Jesus, and it can be ministered to you through any person who knows Jesus, you drink of that living water, and now it becomes a spring. <laughs> and now it's flowing out of you. Okay, So now you have the full power to bring that water to someone else. It's almost like catching a virus. You know, it's like <laughs> immediately you become the source. <laughs> so it's just a good thing. It's a good virus, not a bad virus. Okay, so... So you drink of the water, and the water is now inside of you, and it generates more water inside of you, and there be, there's a spring bubbling up, and the bubbling sounds a lot like this. And the water starts bubbling, bubbling. Oh, and the water starts bubbling, bubbling, bubbling. And now the river starts flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing more, and wherever you go, People start to feel, hey, but there's life when I listen to you. I just rubbed shoulders with you, and wow, suddenly I'm healed. And I just touched you, and wow, suddenly my sickness is gone. Or, you know, I sat on a seat where you just sat, and sure, I feel shivers through my whole body, and now I'm, I'm healed, or I feel great, or I just feel my soul received something. You know, and there's many testimonies. I can keep you busy with testimonies like that from, from all people all over the world that I've, that I've um, heard. Um, but I'm trying to keep it short now. But the point is, it's, it is a reality. Just think of Acts chapter 19 where, where Paul uh, took cloths and he touched his body and they sent it out to the sick and they were healed. So the living water flowing out of him came on the cloth. They took it to people. Devils were cast out and the sick were being healed by a loppy cloth touching someone's body. Okay, it's, It comes into the touch field sea realm. It becomes manifest. So there's a river in you flowing in you flowing through you. Do you know that the throne of God is now inside you? That river is flowing out of the throne. So where's the spring? It's on the throne. So guess what? If you come to the throne of grace of Hebrews chapter 4, and you, you come and you sit at the right hand of the Father in Christ on the throne, uh, you know, like 
we know Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, and we know Ephesians 2 verse 6 says we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So if you take your seat, a place of rest, and you, then you're sitting at the source of this river. This river flowing out of the Lamb, out of the throne, flows out of you and into the world because He is inside of you. Okay. So I'm just going to read one quick scripture, and then we close off. We're already 10 minutes over the time. But I'm sure it's fine because uh, you have nothing else to do. So let's go to Revelation. Okay. So Revelation chapter 5 speaks of... um, Verse 6 says, And there between the throne and the four living creatures, among the elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain, with seven horns with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. Okay. He then went on and took the scroll from the right hand of him. Okay, so there's this lamb. Okay. It says, I'm looking for this scripture. Revelation chapter 4. After this I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. I said previously the door is already open. You can come. If you're dry and thirsty, come to God. Okay? And the first voice which I had heard addressing me like the calling of a war trumpet said, Come up here and I will show you what must take place. At once I came under the Holy Spirit's power and behold a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there appeared like the crystalline brightness of jasper and the fiery sardius and encircling the throne there was a halo that looked like a rainbow of emerald 24 of the throne surrounded the throne okay so you see there the exact same um, picture when you go through the door there's the throne and one seated on the throne but now when you go to revelation 21 We don't have time to go to Ezekiel's account of the river, but you can go read that for homework. Okay. Revelation 22. Then he showed me the river whose waters give life. So we know that Jesus said this river is the Holy Spirit and the effect of the Holy Spirit in believers. Then he showed me the river whose waters give life, sparkling like crystal, flowing out from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Through the middle of the broad way of the city also, on either side of the river, was the tree of life with its twelve varieties of fruit, yielding each month its fresh crop, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing and the restoration of the nation. So there's the river, there's the city, and there's the tree of life again. Okay. There shall no longer exist there anything that is accursed, detestable, foul, offensive, impure, or hateful, or horrible, but the throne of God and of the Lamb, there's the throne again, shall be in it, and His servants shall worship Him, pay divine honors to Him, and do Him holy service. They shall see His face, 
and his name shall be on their foreheads. So when you go through the door, you see the throne, and you see him seated on the throne, and you see a lamb in the midst of the throne as he had been slain. And out of the lamb and out of the throne flows this river of life, and this river of life gives life, and it flows through this holy city, and it flows in the midst of the Broadway, the holy way of, of the holy highway, or highway of righteousness, Isaiah 35. So, oh, there's much still to say, but let's not say too much right now. There's a river flowing, and that river is the Spirit of God. And if you would open your heart and come to God and drink of this living water, then you, inside of you will be a spring of life. Inside of you will be that throne that gives you the authority and power to rule and reign over all the detestable foul things, all the sickness, all the disease, everything that people struggle with. All right? So my encouragement of you is to draw near to God and to drink of the living water. Okay. So even just now, let's just drink. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this river. This river is flowing now in Jesus' name, flowing through the airwaves, flowing to the hearts of everyone watching now. We, we thank you, Jesus, that every heart is now just touched and transformed by the river of life. I pray that the river of life will touch every person listening, every person watching now, in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord Jesus, quench their thirst, but Lord, make them more hungry and make them more thirsty for more. Quench their thirst satisfy them with marrow and fatness, but Lord, increase their capacity to receive. Lord, I pray, let the river flow continually in them, into them, but let the river flow continually out of them to the people around, of, around them. We pray for the manifestation of the life river, the fire river of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to touch every person now in Jesus' name. All right. Amen.